Hello and welcome once again to another edition of Radio Elevate. I'm your host, Cody Fair. Thank you so much for joining us this week. And this week, we're going to be in 1 Samuel chapter 24 as we continue our discussion on David. And we talk about some choices that have to be made. And we talk about the conscious and that little devil, that little angel on your shoulder. But first, we're going to do just like we do each and every week here on Radio Elevate. We're going to kick you off with a little bit of worship. Starting off this week with passion and reckless love. Mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. Oh, no. 
Next, here's Carrie Job and Revelation Song.
Last up this week, here's Crowder and Torn Wells with All My Hope.
Hey, stick around, because right after this break, we're going to be continuing our series on David the Chase, and we're going to be in 1 Samuel chapter 24 as we continue discussing some choices, that little devil, that little angel on your shoulder. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, Radio Elevate. This is Matt, worship pastor here at Crosspoint Church. Man, what a great opportunity it is to spend time with you here on Radio Elevate. What a great platform and opportunity that you have to share with your friends and your family the good news of the gospel brought to you by Elevate Student Ministries. Cody and the team have done a fantastic job leading you in this ministry. We're excited about what they're going to be able to do through Radio Elevate. I hope you enjoy it. I know I'm looking forward to it. Join with me as we listen together this new lesson on Radio Elevate. Alright, welcome back to Radio Elevate. Got a very special guest going to be joining us today. He's no stranger here to the program. We got Matt Pollock joining us today. What's going on today, Matt Pollock? Hey, everybody. Hope everyone's enjoying uh, this episode of Radio Elevate. Man, it's uh, so great to be back with you and spend some time in God's Word, man. Just uh, please ignore that uh, last little beep that we had on there. We're just going to keep rolling here. But Matt Pollock, we have been in a series called The Chase. We've been talking about David. Today, we're going to be in 1 Samuel chapter 24. And David ends up in a bit of a unique position. He's running and he's hiding from Saul. He takes retreat into a cave. And wouldn't you know it, Saul just turns around and has to go use the bathroom in this same exact cave. Isn't it amazing, uh, just as you read the story of David, uh, how many opportunities that David has to uh, demonstrate grace uh, to Saul, even even through all of this, man. Uh, uh, it's just amazing how, how the Lord sends these two men uh, to the identical same places, um, and, and David uh, just does what David does so well, man. It's just... Um, it just uh, always amazed me uh, with how uh, how he, in some ways, had every right to uh, take Saul's life, uh, but man, just uh, allowed God to do the big stuff in, in all this. You know, I uh, I'm always astonished here because David ends up in, in a really odd predicament, and he's sitting right there, and the man that's been hunting him is right in front of him. And at this point, you could say that, that Saul, even though very indirectly, you know David has to hold the death of Jonathan over him just a little bit. And right there in front of him, he has the chance to kill Saul. Now, the weight on his shoulders had he killed Saul, you know that that would have to be a relief on David. But he chooses not to. And I always like to think about that little angel and the little devil that pop up on your shoulders right there. You know, what What would you think you'd be like in that situation, Matt? Uh, I, I know what I would be like. Uh, man, I, I, I would hope that I demonstrate uh, the grace and the mercy that David was able to demonstrate to people, uh, but man, uh, it, I know, I know myself, 
and uh man self-preservation uh uh is a big thing and uh you know if if it's me or you a lot of times you know uh, that's how society and certainly how i've thought in my life at some points you know and and um you know thank goodness david just allowed god to do the big things and i hope that that's what i would do in my life and and uh, hope that that your listeners uh, would do the same thing in their life. You know, um, when met with the same circumstances, do we allow God to do the big stuff that that we just don't know how to do? And, and see, I'm, I'm with you right there because I put myself in David's shoes right there and I'm seeing almost revenge and almost, you know, self-preservation and everything right in front of me. I'd really like to tell you, sitting here being a youth pastor and everything else, that uh, that I would make the right and godly decision right there. But think of all the stuff that David has experienced leading up to this point. I just don't think that I could have the restraint that David shows. And one thing that really shows us that David struggles with this decision himself is when he cuts the robe of Saul. And it even talks about how he knows immediately, basically, that's not the right thing to do. But he dipped his toe in the water to sin, and man, he came so close to jumping in and killing Saul. What do you think that says about him and his relationship with God that he chose, hey, I'm going to end it right here with this robe? You know, the thing with it is, I think it shows, and David is, you know, um, that's that's the thing with David. A lot of times we see almost a superhero status, almost kind of the uh, the unattainables by man. And 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 I think I think this is God's way of of showing us uh, through the scriptures that David truly is uh, flesh, and um, you know that that he wrestles with a lot of the same things that we uh, on a day in and day. And, and and I think that's really what this is showing here. I think it's showing David's humanness. I think it's showing his frailty uh, with sin. Uh, certainly, uh, David was an open book, as you read uh, through through Samuel and, and then over in the Psalms. Man, David is an open book when it comes to his life and his relationship with the Lord and sin, uh, how to balance all those things. And uh, just see... David's humanness coming out in in full display here. Yeah, and I, I'm also astounded and, and kind of sort of moving on to our next point here is uh, sort of how, uh, of course, David is humanly, and, and you talked about the superhero status, but how in touch he is with, you know, chasing after the heart of God because there's two major points that I want to discuss on next about David and and the first is that he has respect for Saul as a leader, even while he's running from Saul. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, man, just how he's able to balance um, the things that are going against him with who he's dealing with. And, and I think the part that I, I really love about uh, what, what David says in verse six here, um, he said, far be it for me because of the Lord that I should do this thing 
this thing to my Lord. The Lord anointed uh, to stretch out my hand against him since he is um, the Lord's anointed. And so, you know, what David's saying there is this is God's, this is, this is who I serve is, is the Lord. His appointed leader at the time. And, and, and that's where David's coming from here. He knows that the Lord has appointed Saul for this, this moment in time. And so, yes, it is respect for who Saul is, but most importantly, uh, it is, it is, David's love for God uh, that he wrestles with this. I mean, you really think about that. It's the admiration uh, that that David has for the Lord and his leadership in his life that even just cutting the edge of his robe for whatever reason, and, and later on you find out why. So uh, Saul knows how much mercy and grace uh, that David has uh, bestowed upon him, um, but it is truly because of David's admiration for who God had in place and and how we should be as well. Yeah, Um, and and let me stop you right there for just one second because we're getting ready to touch into that because we're right here within, you know, two to three weeks of an election day. And, you know, our social media and everything is just filtered with all sorts of political garbage. Come November, doesn't matter who wins the election because that person has been anointed by God and they're worthy of our respect, whether they're good, whether they're bad, whether we agree or not. Exactly. And, 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 and let's clarify on that, you know, in Romans, uh, Paul writes very poignantly that all leaders um, are set in place by God for the fulfillment of Scripture. Now, we look at things that go on in the world and things that are going on us, you know, especially today, and, and we go, how, how is that? Well, here's the thing. We, we know what Scripture says. We know uh, what the end game is and, and what God has called us to as believers. and and that's, that's where we have to live. We have to live in the hope and the trust and the admiration that the Lord is going to do what he said he's going to do. And he is who he says he is. And, and our faith and our hope has to lie in the Lord alone. And so as we're uh, tarrying or journeying through this life, uh, man, there are going to be people that we disagree with. And I think that's the part that we're seeing on full display is is the inability for us to agree to disagree on uh, worldly things. uh, And that plays out into our lives as believers. Uh, So now we can't even um, just have normal conversation in a lot of things without it being so divisive. And, and, and that's the thing. The one thing we should rally around as believers is the victory that we have in Jesus Christ uh, that he is who he says he is, and he's going to do what he says he's going to do. And and we should carry that weight together uh, as brothers and sisters in Christ, no matter what the political realm or whim uh, is in society in the moment. Well, hey, we're not done talking about 1 Samuel 24. We're not done talking about David and Saul. There's a lot more to this chapter, and we're going to touch on that right after the break. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. 
Hey Radio Elevate, this is Matt, worship pastor here at Cross Point Church. I hope you're enjoying this lesson. I want to give you an opportunity to give to Radio Elevate, a ministry of Elevate Student Ministries of Cross Point Church. You can text the word GIVE to 423-467-5311. That's 423-467-5311. And you can become a partner with Radio Elevate. Enjoy this lesson. Alright, we're back. Matt Pollock still joining us for the day. And the next thing that I want to talk about is we're not going to go too much further here, but I want to talk about how when Saul goes into the cave, David's followers are kind of nagging him on right there. Hey, he's right there. Let's go get him. David does a great job of demonstrating the right thing to do right here, but what do you think this says about those that we choose to surround us with? You know, um, golly, they they can have such an influence on our life, positive or negative. Uh, But more importantly than that, we have just as much responsibility to be that positive or negative influence in their life as well. And, and I think that's what you see here. Yeah. David certainly could have uh, gone along with the, the warriors that he had around him. And uh, I, I think David carefully weighed and measured all those things in those moments. And, and as he put on full display, just the power of Christ in his life, um, those young young warriors and people around him uh, just to influence them to say yeah we could have but do you know what the important is that we glorify the Lord and um, man I just I, I hope in my life that uh, I have a fifth a tenth of that uh, sort of uh, leadership or graciousness or what have you um, that that David shows here. So, you know, I think that speaks volumes as to keeping good influences around us and being good influences on others because you think about all the history between David and Saul up to this point you know that David has probably vented to some of his friends about, you know, hey, I, you know, I don't know why Saul's after me, yada, yada, yada. It would have just been so easy for him to follow his friends and sort of not have been blamed. All of his friends would have supported the decision or really trying to push him towards the, the decision to kill Saul. But killing Saul would have just been another sin. Now, as we move a little bit further into Samuel, David comes out with a piece of that robe and basically says, hey, buddy, I could have killed you back here, and I didn't. You know, by going forward and doing the right thing, there's a good chance here that David saved Saul's salvation in the process. You know, and and, and that's the thing. I mean, uh, you know, salvation comes from the Lord of all, and, and, and we know that. And... um you know, the thing with it is, I think it just demonstrates to Saul um, just how much um, uh, God loves him, you know, and, and God has plans for him, you know, and 
And I think that plays out in our life too. You know, we can get so wrapped up in just the stuff of life uh, that we forget that we have a plan and a purpose here that, that God alone uh, is our refuge and our strength, no matter what's going on around us. Uh, he's the author and the perfecter of that. And, and so, you know, I, I think, uh, Saul was certainly just blinded, uh, enraged, um, to David and, and David, you know, showed him so much grace and mercy here. You know, when, when they came out of the cave, uh, pretty much together, uh, with David behind him, he, he fell down and to his face and, 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 and prayed for him pretty much, you know, just yeah. show that he's not out to hurt him. He's not out to kill him. There's no animosity there that they need to work together. And, and, and I think Saul, um, as a leader just struggled because, uh, every time David, uh, showed this grace and mercy and turned more people away from Saul and towards David. And, um, you know, and, and that just, and David was pushing people back to look to leadership there, you know. So uh, it, it is a struggle, you know, a struggle. We do the same thing in our lives, you know, when, when, you know, we have the right answers or when we uh, have people that look up to us or what have you. And then uh, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the new latest, greatest version of, of what we're doing shows up uh, and kind of takes some of the limelight away. Man, that can be that can be hurtful, you know. Uh, but at the end of the day, we have to remember that that God's appointed us. Uh, for this, these moments, this time to use it for his glory, no matter what's going on around us. And, and I think that's where Saul really got off track was, uh, man, he just got blinded by the things that really didn't matter in the long run. You know, you really see uh, up until this point, we've started to see some anger and some rage grow up and grow into Saul. Uh, just like when he threw the spear at Jonathan and he had some really cruel things to say about uh, Jonathan's mom and stuff like that. You see the rage and the distance from God that some of that anger was creating with Saul. But in verse 17, uh, Saul says, David, you're a, you're a better person than I am. You treated me with kindness, even though I've been cruel to you. It really seems from this point forward, there's been a heart change back in David. And, and maybe not so much a heart change, but a heart reset in David. And the realization of, oh man, I've, I've stepped out a little too far uh, and gotten just a little too far from God, which is something that we all do from time to time. But that realization at this point from Saul really seems to happen that, man, I need to, I need to reprioritize my life and what's going on to, to me and what's important because the next things he's starting to worry about is not his power. He, he's accepting here that David's the next king. And I really don't think up until this point that Saul accepted that David was going to take the throne from him. But at this point, I think he accepts that. He accepts God's plan and then really starts to worry about what's important to him in his life, and that's his relationship with God and his relationship with his family. 
Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I mean, we, we all have to come to a realization in our life when we're going through trials or, or tough things that that God is trying to teach us something in and through those things. And uh, we have one or two ways that we can handle that. We can uh, let God refine us and, and tool us and use us uh, for his glory going forward, or we can sit and stew and, and just um, make... Uh, make ourselves uh, waller in in this stuff, the muck and the mire, and that's certainly not where God has us. You know, when when we uh, repent, when we ask for forgiveness uh, from someone uh, that that we've wronged or or they've wronged us, uh, man, it sure does put us in a place of. Well, this is what the body of Christ is like. You know, I'm human. I'm flesh. I'm not going to do things perfect. Uh, but at the end of the day, I know that there are people that love me and care for me and, and desire the best for me. And, and I think that's really, really where Saul is here is all the times that, that David has had the opportunity to take Saul's life. He's realizing that he didn't do it. And he's realizing that, yeah, David truly does care about me and my leadership. He respects me and he points people to my leadership, you know, and and the things I've got going on are me. These are me things that I have to address. So that really brings us to an end to chapter 24. It's kind of an interesting side note here in the story of David, but there's three main things that I really want us to remember about these. And that's first that when you're struggling with right or wrong, and we've seen in these in this chapter that David struggled with right and wrong, and Saul also struggled with right and wrong. And whenever we've got that devil and we've got that angel on our shoulder talking to us and our conscience is leading us in whichever direction it is, remember that right and wrong lies in God. And we have to choose whatever God's plan for us is when we listen to our conscience. And whatever God's telling us, we need to listen and follow that. And when we seek advice, we need to seek advice from sound friends, and their advice also needs to be grounded in God so that we're not swayed to doing the wrong thing. And lastly, if your conscience is telling you to sin, then you're listening to Satan and you're not listening to God. And those are just some great things that David's, that David's able to teach us throughout his life, and we study this figure, some great things that we can relate to and just great things that we can be in prayer about. Matt Pollock, thank you so much for joining us today for your insight. Hey, man. Look, glad to be with you. Thanks for uh, just allowing me to be a part of, of Radio Elevate and spend some time with you today. I love you. Uh, man, I'm so excited. Uh, for what God's doing in your life and, and how you're uh, just letting that play out in and through your daily walk. Hey, thank you so much, Matt. We'll definitely have you back sooner than later. Until next time, my name's Cody Fair. I'm the youth minister there at Cross Point Church in Jonesboro, Tennessee, 1148 East Main Street until a couple weeks from now and then we're going to be changing that address very shortly excited about that thank you guys so much for joining us today we'll catch you right back here next week and each and every week here at radio elevate have a great week we'll see you next time